Hello and welcome to another great episode of Get Speaks. Uh, my name is Gideon Kipro, your host. Um, how are you doing? Uh, I hope and trust that you've been fine. Uh, the last episode was just a little bit of a reflection on how the semester was uh, going at that time. About uh, that was around, that should be around October there. And things seem to have developed. A lot of things have changed since our last episode. And uh, I know I always say this, but yeah, it's been again a while since we, uh, since I got to record another episode. But I'm happy to be back. I, uh, I'm happy that you're still listening to me. Uh, I'm, I'm still Gideon. Uh, not much has changed. And I'm so glad that, uh, you know, we are still developing, we are still growing, and that everything that matters, you know, at least every day we get to try out new things. We still wake up with the same conviction that things will be better. We we, 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 we have risen, at least to some extent, above COVID-19. We have seen a lot of normalities now and here and, here and there. Uh, the discussion right now is um, probably about the tough economic uh, sanctions that have been brought about by the, the, the war that is going on in Ukraine and Russia. And especially here in Kenya, the big discussion at the moment is about the fuel crisis. And, uh, you know, we we are having a, uh, a shortage of uh, fuel in our petrol stations. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a bit, it's a tricky situation considering that um, we realize that uh, the government sort of uh, that hasn't put yet control in terms of the, 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 the vendors or rather the marketers of oil such that, uh, you know, others are holding it, probably waiting to release it when the prices are high or something. But anyway, yeah, we are still, we always rise above things. And like I say, the conviction that matters is usually the understanding that, that tomorrow will be great. And for this reason, I'm also tying back to my podcast today with a very uh, interesting topic, which is uh, teaching practice. Um, teaching practice is, uh, in Germany, they call it Vorbereitungsdienst, or ich glaube, das ist Referendariat oder so. So, uh, in this, during this teaching practice, it's, it's a whole semester that is dedicated towards um, teaching, actual teaching in a secondary institution. And uh, students of Bachelor of Education are required by the Teacher Service Commission to spend at least one term just teaching and uh, trying to put the, the, the knowledge out there. And, uh, you know, they get tested in terms of how they're going to deliver their classes, the methodology, the didactics of it, and even more importantly, the uh, subject area and the content of whatever they're going to teach also plays a very big role. And so that is what we, majority of us are going to embark on next week. And uh, we, I personally have uh, been uh, allocated a school. Actually, uh, here in Kenya, or rather uh, the institution where I come from, students from the School of Education don't have to uh, submit their applications to the schools. They just have to uh, apply by the, the institutions they wish to, to, to go to, and then they leave the documents at one of the directors responsible for that. And then you just wait for about a month or two, and then your documents, uh, you receive actually your, your, your placement where you uh, had selected. So uh, I selected three schools as required by, by the institution. So I, the first one was Mary Hill, which is a school, a school here in, in Kenya, in Africa. 
the second man was not so far away but called Mango High School, quite, quite, quite known by majority of Kenyans because it's one of those schools that have been uh, performing since time immemorial. And then the last, the last school was St. Francis Mango, almost sounds the same, but it's, it's a different school. It's not. It's it's quite. It's located quite uh, in the same area. One thing that you also need to know about when applying teaching practice here in Kenyatta University, you need to select the same schools within a, a teaching zone and sub an areas or a zone where uh, it's usually under um, the co- um, one coordinator. Also, one coordinator is responsible for that region, and you have to select all the schools within one particular region. So yeah. So you realize that almost all the schools I selected are twice in one, uh, located in one region. So I got a very thick speaker. Uh, it's a girls' school, and uh, that is where I'll be teaching from the 25th. I'll be at, at a student teacher. Yeah. So I'll be there for three months. I believe up to first uh, of July. And uh, the reason as to why I decided to do the podcast. The podcast recording is because majority of us have uh, this anxiety on how we are going to go about our teaching practice. We actually don't know what to expect. We still have our fears because majority of us, majority of us haven't been really on the field to teach per se. So uh, there are some fears here and there how we are supposed to go about it. So uh, with that, uh, I'd just like to uh, ask to get into uh, the expectations, the fears and the anxieties and the worries that that you practice have brought with it. And looking at the first one, uh, one of the fears that uh, the teaching practice have brought with it is the issue of the dress code. I know that that may sound a little bit, uh, you know, it sounds a little bit uh, silly, simple, but come to think of it, a majority of us as university students haven't been acquainted with the official the official dress code as required by the Teacher Service Commission in the Code of Ethics. So majority of us had been used to wearing jeans, wearing t-shirts, uh, you know, putting on tight trousers and all that, you know, but now we have to adjust. Majority of us actually have talking to many of my fellow colleagues and their biggest worry is now on the dress code of how they're supposed to dress and, you know, trying to go to the market and getting themselves new official clothes and um, you know trying to fit them uh, trying to ensure that they are actually uh, the ones required by the by, by the by, by the teacher service commission the ones that look presentable the one that looks stylish again so all that really brings in a sort of uh, a, a bit of anxiety with it especially if you really realize that uh, i have a friend who had dreadlocks for the entire part of campus uh, and uh, now, you know, the majority I would say, because I don't have the statistics right, majority of the secondary schools in Kenya don't allow teachers to put on dreadlocks, rather they can't allow dreadlocks there. So it, it brings the issue of, do, do I shave my dreadlocks or do I, where do I even stand on the same? So majority of them, in fact, have decided to go to the barbershop. And uh, it has really affected them in terms of their psychology, in terms of their mental state. And um, I think uh, one one of the things that should be in place is that I, I guess the Teacher Service Commission has really uh, has really made it very difficult for teachers to express themselves in terms of their response, in terms of how they feel they need to be. And uh, I was listening to a podcast uh, by Robin uh, where he was on 
factories in, in Britain and uh, there they had to put on ties and I think to the extent it's, it's quite it's quite it's quite overwhelming to, 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 to subject teachers to that. I guess in the United States it's, it's a little bit relaxed because uh, some of the teachers I know there really don't have to put on official clothes. They just have to, to uh, they just present themselves even in jeans and and you know uh, it's, it's not really much of a big deal. But when it comes to especially here in Kenya, teachers I, I think uh, they, are, uh, they, they are expected to be role models in the society. And for that reason, they really have to up their standards in terms of how they look, how they present themselves. And the question is, um, will uh, dreadlocks uh, really inculcate or rather uh, bring sort of uh, uh, some attitudes towards these children of, 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 you know, truancy? Will it cultivate a feeling of hatred towards school? Will it point towards the fact that maybe drugs and substance abuse is the way to go? Because really, you realize that um, we have come to judge the society, or rather, we judge people by just the way they look and how they, the society has forced us to think of them by simply how they look. So you realize that uh, somebody who has dreadlocks is perceived as uh, a, a, a drug user, as probably uh, somebody using uh, uh, using using uh, weed, or rather marijuana, and if. The majority of the schools, yes, apparently in Kenya, I was listening to the news yesterday where all the principals were gathered in, in Mombasa for, uh, for their annual conference. And one of the issues they're attacking is uh, the high rates of indiscipline among students. And the, 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 the rates of indiscipline are actually caused or rather initiated by the um, uh, frequent use of uh, drugs and substance abuse probably uh, marijuana being on top. And so uh, one of the discussions that came about from the meeting was that students are probably going to be subjected to a drug test before they join school. And, um, you know, so when, when they see themselves fighting against uh, such 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 acts and then they have a teacher practice who probably due to the fact that the society has made them feel that way, presume that he is going to continue or rather is going to bring that sort of culture within the students and I, I, I don't believe that so uh, I guess um, we really hope that uh, in the future we are going to have uh, laws that rather are laws that will allow students and, and, and student trainees or other teachers uh, not to be uh, to, to 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 really have these strict and and and, and, and flexible roles that um, that govern how they work. Uh, I understand that more majority of uh, almost all I would say almost all of the of the, uh, of the professions have their own code of ethics, and again, uh, the teachers have not been spared either. But let's see how that develops, and um, yeah, but. Be that as it may, majority of my friends have already shaved their head. I have too as well. Uh, it wasn't that long. If you follow me on Instagram, uh, there's really a length to which I keep my hair. But majority of them have, have already shaved uh, in preparation for their teaching practice. So actually, there's this fear, there's this anxiety of how they're going to be received in schools. Um, you know, somebody was just telling me that how are you going to introduce yourself first in school and the first assembly on a Monday, cold Monday morning, and just all the students are looking at you, waiting, and, and you know, holding their breaths to hear your first voice. 
fear your first word rather so you may end up addressing the whole assembly as good morning class when instead you should have said good morning school so uh, you may end up feeling a little bit uh, weighed down by the fact that um, almost all of them are just waiting to to, to, to hear you um, stumble upon your own words for a minute and then they, they find a reason to not start judging you or something but this is among the reasons as to why we really have answer some of some measure of anxiety when it comes to uh, the teaching practice uh, another thing i would say where um, where uh, the, what causes anxiety um, among the students in practice is the fact that uh, we are going to a school where uh, we expected to teach uh, our subjects like i said we all are supposed to teach two subjects i'll be teach, teaching german and religion christian religion and for that reason uh, they need a mastery of your content uh, of the subject area for example i need to know everything almost everything about german and also need to know everything about christian religious education so i realized that uh, actually that's not what we've been doing in campus for the last four years so to speak I realize that the campus curriculum is not preparing you to go and, you know, it's not giving you the 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 the, 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 the basic skills on of what you're supposed to just transfer to the high school students. No, it gives you something bigger. For example, uh, we were not arguing about the call of Moses. We are not just talking about the story of Jesus. We are not just talking about um, you know, why you you would use uh, an accusative proposition when it's when we have something you know why why would you use an accusative in this position things like that why would you say ishabe or not ishate so things like that really aren't uh, well addressed within the university's curriculum uh, you realize that we, we usually talk about bigger things like uh, does god exist uh, you know the origin of pentecostal and charismatic churches we realize that we talk about contemporary issues and how Christianity has reacted to that and you ask yourself okay so I really have to work on on the mastery of my content so with that I really need to study ahead I need to get uh, notes and and, you know get to acquaint myself with my subject and that is what majority of us are currently doing just trying to get their things together in preparation for the teaching practice. Um, I would say German has really tried because our uh, first and second year was so solely de- mostly dedicated to just uh, the essentials of, of the grammar, which uh, is actually part of uh, our high school curriculum, which is mostly part of our high school curriculum, I would say. So uh, I would say German, we are a bit safe. Uh, I would say other subjects is where we, we really need to work on. Another issue is uh, the university has a strict, especially from the Department of Communication Technology, we have a very strict, um, uh, you know, I would say uh, academic uh, academic format in which you need to uh, structure your classes. So uh, actually on the day of uh, orientation, uh, we were just being told not to expect as you get, as you run, as you prepare to take practice was number one. We were given a file, a file with a lot of documents inside. So we, you need to fill in your schemes of work. Schemes of work is generally the layout, or rather the overview of how you're going to, to tackle all this, all the topics within a particular term. And then with that, you were given a, a, you know, a template on how on, on, on our lesson plans, just structured for a 
particular lesson and you know there's quite a lot that we still need to do in terms of filling in class attendance we need to uh, fill in test test scores and all that and uh, you realize that uh, actually what happens is that when at one point or another uh, a university lecturer will, uh, will come to those institutions where teachers of practice are and they will get assessed they will be assessed by the lecturer so the lecturer gets into one of the classes and uh, sits behind and just listens to the teacher as he or she delivers and you know he has like a, a, a format of assessment you know, confidence class control the mastery of content and all that so he takes and gives you marks accordingly so uh one of the things also he look at is how you structure your file in terms of you know how is the schemes of work, how is the lesson plan, and how have you used effectively uh, rather to the best of your ability the you know the uh, middle hill the the the, the 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 things like maps, you know, the visual aids. So that those are some of the things that the lecturer will be looking at. So that is what majority of us also are trying to, to uh, think about, especially as we get into the teaching practice. So I would say uh, that is some, but not all of the uh, of the, of the challenges. Uh, another thing that has just struck me is the fact that uh, majority of students also have to move closer to the schools. So that brings another issue of moving out, settling into a new place, and things. It, it comes with some grave expenses. So uh, that also brings with it some worries and anxieties. And, you know, uh, there are some who probably will be commuting from their places, which is quite expensive, which is quite, it's, it's time, time consuming, I would say. Um, so uh, I, I'm all curious, uh, but I'd like to to to. to, to uh, bring my friends on board of the next podcast. I'm going to invite uh, two students on practice and one who has already done his teaching practice so that you can get tips, so that you can get his opinion, and then we will record it uh, on, the, on the, as the next episode. But uh, generally, that is what we are really doing right now. Um, we are just preparing ourselves for that we, in the hope that we'll be done, that we'll have a successful time. Yeah, that has been about our teaching practice. I hope that the episode has been interesting to you. And please share it and uh, please leave a comment or rather a voice note. Uh, we'll have a button for that, I'm sure, somewhere down on the screen. But thank you so much for listening to me. I've been your host, Kidian Kuto. I wish you a nice morning, afternoon, or night. Thank you and good.